we're having fun here today, guys. Right, the sound keeps crashing. I've got a new version coming in, but I'm giving this one more go. And we'll see what happens. And if it all goes west again, God knows we'll put this show back a week, I think. <sighs> but yes, this is Radio Redux. I'm not going to play Ring and Diamond Land again because goodness knows you've heard that enough times. Have some Saints Row 4. In fact, have lots of Saints Row 4 for the time being. First, let's see if we can run this theme <laughs> once and for all. Oh dear. Listening to
Yeah, come on, Pierce, let's do this. Oh, oh yeah. Here's Washington on the rap, so Mike it. Here's a little story, and you're sure to like it. Swift and slide, and it's time to play with the president of the USA. Baby, seems we never, ever agree. You like the movies, and I like TV. I take things serious, and you take them light. I go to bed early, and I party all night. Our friends are saying, we ain't gonna lie. Cause I move slowly And baby I'm fast I like it quiet And I love to shout But when we get together It just all works out <laughs> Two steps forward I take two steps back We come together Cause opposites attract And you know It ain't fiction Just a natural fact We come together Cause opposites Attract Who'd have thought ah, We could be lovers She makes the bed And he steals the covers She likes it neat And he makes a mess I take it easy Baby, I get obsessed She's got the money And he's always broke Yeah I don't like cigarettes And I like to smoke Things in common There just ain't a one But when we get together We have nothing but fun I take two steps forward I take two steps back We come together Cause opposites attract And you know It ain't fiction Just a natural fact We come together Cause opposites attract Oh you know it baby You know it in common with this trust i'm like a minus she's like a plus yeah. one going up one coming down but we seem to land on common ground That's when fresh, things go man. wrong we make corrections to keep things moving in the right direction try to fight it but i'm telling you jack is useless opposites attract baby ain't it something we lasted this long you and me proving everyone wrong don't think we'll ever get our differences patched don't really matter cause we're perfectly matched I take two steps forward I take two steps back We come together cause opposites attract And you know it ain't fiction Just a natural fact We come together cause opposites attract Two steps forward Take two steps back We come together cause opposites attract And you know it ain't fiction, just a natural fact We come together cause opposites attract Hey man, it's nice Steps back Hey, pass it over here Cause opposites attract It ain't fiction We come together cause opposites attract But don't you, but don't you Saints Row 4 Opposites Attract by Piers Washington and the Boss of the Saints But now Unleash the Dubstep!
that was the dubstep gun theme from Saints Row 4. Hi everyone, welcome to Radio Redux. I am your host, Mr. Archangel UK himself. Hello very much uh, to you all. Listening on Radio Sega or on the podcast via iTunes. Any of you people who happen to be staggering onto this about seven years after it's actually actually been and gone the show, but never mind. Anyway, yes, we had a couple of Saints Row pieces to begin the day. Um, the male-free voice of the boss of the Saints. I don't care that there's a Northern North version. That is the best voice that you can choose, and if you choose another one, you're wrong. You're just you're just wrong, okay? But yes, you may have noticed right at the beginning of the show, the sound was slightly different that you heard. There was a different theme tune because we have a comeback of sorts for our very old format of the show. We've had a couple of these before. Um, that is a Radio Redux Room 101 show. Uh, if you're not familiar with Room 101 or the concept, uh, it is, well, first of all, it's a reference to 1984, the, uh, the uh, classic book, film, etc. Uh, but in actuality, uh, Room 101, uh, it is in the sense of the BBC TV show of the same name, in which uh, celebrities came and tried to nominate certain things, which would be put into Room 101, where it would disappear forever, and it would be, it would be completely taken away, and you'll never see it again so um yes this this show as simply just points out this was supposed to happen a couple of shows that was supposed to happen a couple of weeks ago but sam died and when i say sam i mean sam broadcaster i didn't mean actually some terrible tragedy has occurred no just you know the software decided it was just not going to work um it refused point blank and the week after that um well, my computer was making a, a noise that can only be described as pained. Okay? So we have that. Anyway, so we have somebody um, who's going to come on the show today and try to get things put into the Radio Redux from 101. Um, these are, could be gaming related. They may not be gaming related, um, although I've looked at the list and they mostly are. So it's actually uh, Turbo is going to come on the show. And uh, I'm actually going to get him in now. I've, I've been talking to him a lot very recently, if you've uh, been taking note of the Sonic Lost World Let's Play that we've been doing for the 3DS. Let me uh, just Skype him in via means of... Well, Skype, naturally. What else did you think I was going to Skype him in on? So, instigating call. And now I have to double check that you guys can hear him, of course. Right, so do we have a Mr. Turbo on the line? Yes, you do. We do! Excellent news, excellent news. Right, now we have to... <clears throat> right, so hopefully everyone can now hear you, because I've, I've figured out the problems with previous times when using this, and it's mainly that the, the virtual audio cable just completely... Because Skype takes over the virtual mm. audio cable. Yeah. Um, and so Skype goes, oh, I've made a call. It's like, no, everything else go, go away. But we need the virtual cable to actually to hear everybody. So hopefully um, we have a Turbo. Uh, for those of you who do not know Turbo, perhaps he'd like to introduce himself. Yeah. Hello, guys. I am John Turbo Finlay. I am the host of the one of the longest-running uh, continuous shows over on Sega Sonic Radio, Turbo Drive Live. 
I'm also the host of Turbo Drive Live Let's Plays, which is uh, which has uh, live shows on Twitch.tv, but it's also uh, a kind of like exclusive to uh, Sonic Rex and Last Minute Continue uh, with uh, you know kind of like uh, enhanced versions as so. Indeed. So Turbo has joined us. Uh, joined us. He's returning to Radio Sega, as somebody said, for like one off. For one night only, he's back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, obviously M20 going, you can say, yeah, Turbo's back! And he's like, yeah, no. He's yeah, Mr. I'm, I'm SSR. A... Yeah, I am Mr. SSR. That's why, because obviously I'm the only show that has continuously kept on going uh, with, the, with the slight missed show here and there due to illnesses and uh, other endeavours. Quick, but, uh, lock the door, said the, says the chat. <laughs> <laughs> so Don't let him out! Don't let him escape! <laughs> we need to replace AAUK when he goes. Quick, we will take Turbo and we'll, we'll stick him in the chair and strap him down. Uh, put, yeah, put a headset on me and just... Yes. Right, speak! Speak, Scotsman, speak! Record, record his screamings. Quick, parade video games in front of his face and record his commentary on what he is seeing. <laughs> Right. So there is, uh, we have on tonight's show, we have seven points to that you're going to try and get in. Yes, to, uh, to I, I had a lot to choose from, but uh, I kind of limited myself to um, to uh, specific ones that have really irked me a lot. So, and uh, sadly, even after I made that list, there has been newer ones that popped into my head. But we're just going to stick with those seven. Like okay. Chaos Emeralds. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you want to do something else, then that, that's fine. Seven, seven, the seven Emerald Banes of uh, the world. Uh, in seven, my world, anyway. Seven Banes in hand. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Alright, so what, we, what we're going to have is that Turbo is going to... Well, I will introduce what the actual item is, and then Turbo will make a case mm. as to why he believes this item should be should be put into the Radio Redux Room 101, which will be sealed off with concrete after the series ends. Because we don't want anything creeping out or, or something. Because goodness knows what might happen then. So, um, yeah, there, there's, there's, some, there's some interesting things in there. But, uh, yes, so he has to justify why this should go in, and then I will make the decision of whether or not it will. So, I so Turbo... I would imagine will be successful in some regards and won't be successful in others, but that will depend entirely upon his case that he makes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, so your first item that you would like to put in to uh, Room 101 is parents buying 18 rated games for kids. Now, I should probably preface this slightly uh, by saying that in the UK... It, there is uh, a number of different classifications for videos and video games. Uh, when we're talking about 18 rated, we're talking about um, uh, say it's the highest you can go without it being specifically adult and you know, sex film, basically. So mm -hmm. it's it's uh, NC17 if you're in America. Or M um, for mature or M for, for the mature, games. Or technically for, for, for that. So it's anything ar around that. So a one with lots of swearing. A, a, a GTA would be a 18. Okay. So 
Yes, so why do you want to put this particularly into room 101? I suspect I know the reason why you, you of all people particularly want this <laughs> in, but, but explain to the people listening as to why. Okay, well, um, basically for a number of kind of like international listeners um, don't know that uh, in the UK, the, uh, the, the video games rating system is heavily monetized by the government where there's actually actual laws tied to those uh, to that uh, structure and um, uh, the case is being that um, if now obviously I've, I've worked in retail for a good number of years in fact in fact I've actually been working there for eight years uh, specifically in uh, a gaming shop and um, in that, obviously, you're trained to obviously abide by the rules, do do this and that and whatnot. Uh, and of course, if you do sell a game to a minor who is not old enough to legally buy that game, all the blame goes to you, and you're going to take all the uh, the brunt of uh, the punishment because you can get fines, you can get arrested, you can lose your job, you can have a prison sentence if it's that bad, and. Uh, what irks me the most is that we do everything in our power to say to miners and whatnot and say, you can't buy this game. However, there's a loophole. There's a major loophole where parents can buy the games for their children. And that really irks me. It, it's, it's because basically the parents are getting... The parents are doing this and... They're not getting punished for it. They're not getting punished in any sense whatsoever. So it, it, it just really annoys me that when we make a mistake, we get punished. Like the, the, the working person who is selling these rated games or rated products and whatnot. Whilst the parents who buys these rated games, especially video games like GTA, like Call of Duty and all that, for minors, and they, get scot- they go away scot-free. There's nothing that the law cannot touch them for some reason, and that that really really grinds my gears because I just wish there was a there was a law where that stated that parents cannot, in any sense of the word, buy a right buy an adult rated um, game or or a rated game that is too old for the for a minor for whether it's by a year or two years or whatever they cannot. Buy that product for their child. For their child, for the simple grounds that we can't sell them to that. Uh, we can't sell to those miners. It should be the same, but no. Apparently, they can get away scot free. And for the majority of parents who have who has no um, no quarry to the to, to the to the problem of uh, uh, this, they th- think, oh, it's just a video game. It's, it's okay. They don't know. They have no idea what is in some of these eighteen-rated games, especially in GTA, and especially, especially, uh, especially in the recent GTA, GTA Five. Uh, that has the most adult-rated content so far on the market. That's legally available to sell, uh, and I've seen games that are that aren't as bad as GTA. I've seen the, that have been banned in the UK. Like uh, Rule of Rose, I was just, I was re- researching this, and Rule of Rose, yeah, it has some dark overtones, but it's not as violent 
and sadistic as any GTA game. Because, um, really, GTA is pretty much the uh, the dream of being a felon and not getting away with it. Or have no repercussions for it. That's that's yeah, how I always. The, the law is the law doesn't apply to you. It's what what could you do if you could do anything? Yeah, and re- and and having that get, and you, allowing children to have that power and ha- experience that uh, when really, in all honesty, they can Sometimes some children can't understand between right and wrong, and you give them this game. That's just bad parenting, and I blame the parents mostly. For all the for for all the media that's out there, for all the you know young ge- children are playing adult rated games and they're getting into trouble by doing this that and that, this, this thing from playing an adult rated game and whatnot. Don't blame the games. Don't blame the people who sell the games. Don't make the blame the people who publish the games that make the games. Blame the parents. It's always the parents' fault. It's always the parents, and no one cares. And that's why I think it's like you know. Parents, uh, these kind of parents, because there are good parents out there who do respect the rating system and will not buy an adult rated game for their minor uh, minors and whatnot. But the the ones that have no morals or have neglect for the rating system and don't care about us and don't care about the gaming industry in in general and how all, their actions are hurting this business, they need to go. To give everyone else an, another another idea, we were talking about how it is uh, the legal uh, the legal pressure and the legal um, consequences are on the the seller of the game. So, be it just any member of staff, or alternatively, it could be on to the likes of an e retailer, the likes of Amazon, etc. Mm-hmm. But talking about it from a high street perspective. Um, to give the guys another another idea of the, the type of thing, it's exact. It's as, as far as the law's concerned, it's pretty much exactly the same as if you were to sell a child some alcohol. Exactly, it is exactly the same level. So much like if you if you were a barman or a barmaid or just a general seller of alcohol and off license or something, and you sold a 14 year old um, some vodka or something um, the weight of law can fall on you you can get a criminal record for this yeah. Yeah. For, for, for doing this for somebody coming in for a kid coming in and trying to pull the ball over your eyes and stuff and so it's a hell of a risk um, it, it's 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 for doing that you know and and yeah for everyone it's the same with news agents and cigarettes exactly the same it's all bunched under the same the same bracket here mm-hmm. so um, another problem that there's been with the rating system is because for a long time in the UK specifically we're, we're talking here we've had a split um, ranking system because there's the um, age regulations done by the BBFC Mm-hmm. Uh, the British, actually, the British Board of Film Classification. Yeah, which didn't make um, any sense for a good number of years. Yeah, so you would see that sometimes there would be games rated with twelve, fifteen, or eighteen that were the same as you would find on uh, from DVDs, TV shows, yeah, box sets, and all that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, so because so they rated on that, but there was also 
and I'm sure that um, our friends who who are used to the ESRB will know of this. They will know of PEGI, um, which is the Pan European Gaming Institute. Wow, I actually or- remembered this stuff. <laughs> um, and that rating system was for about a decade advisory only. Mm-hmm. And it's now legal, I believe. Yes, um, it's it's been it's legal. Now... It's been legal since uh, two thousand and eleven. Eleven, I think. Yeah, I think two thousand. So there, there was this confusion there because there was nothing to stop. There was no, there was no, and there was no consequence there. So, oh, it's just advisory. And now, now I do agree with you, Turbo, that this is very much the parents' thing. Um, and that people within retail have have a very dangerous, in some instances, uh, job to do. Yeah. Uh, in terms of their future, because crikey, what happens if you get a, if you get a criminal? If you get caught, your life is your life is screwed. Yeah. Really. Um, just because little Jimmy wanted a copy of you know Manhunter or something. Oh, oh no, I've had that. I've had that because I've worked in retail, and I yeah. had I had somebody come in and it was like, "You try to buy a copy of." A manhunter or something very very similar, and it's just like you do realize what I said. To him, you do realize what's in this, and I sort of just went for the bat. Yeah, whatever. He's, he's, so. And the, the usual the usual response you get: Oh, his friend's got it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you're not the father of his friend, or you're not the mother of his friend. You're the mother of him. Um. So yeah, it is a problem. It is a problem with education. Which has always been, it's always been the case is the problem with education, um, education and apathy, I would say. So, um, I would say, considering that it's this type of thing that goes towards the you know the, the tragedies like we say when so and so oh so and so's been playing an 18 rated game and then something happened even though it was nothing to do with it mm-hmm. and that the media brings it all back yeah the only reason that they got that game in the first way was because the parents got it so i would say for parents buying 18 rated games for kids uh we will send that into uh ray redux room 101 congratulations yes! awesome now unfortunately i have no kind of Sound effect, actually, for for actually for 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 it going in and and screaming. Um, so let's let's use. Uh, that. So yes, congratulations. Oh, brilliant! <laughs> I'm, ha- I'm yeah. happy. I'm happy no, yeah, that, that one got in. That's gone in. So so par- so if if radio if the room runner one holds true, that means parents will no longer be able to buy. 18 rated games for the but there's I mean you could you could count you could have counter argued about and I could have counter argued that you know there there are 18 rated games of course which are not um which which are not you know terrible and are 18 rated for I know for, I know for the, there was a Sega Casino game on DS then that, that yes, was thing, things like things like gambling are, are considered obviously a are they fall under gambling laws and then therefore and for other things so it's, it's not all about violence when we're talking about 18 rated games but at the same time they are still rated that for a reason yeah and um, parents who neglect that are idiots yeah. if you actually if you actually said to them if you actually said to parents well why, what are rated games and then they say when you list these things I think most people would agree that okay well that, that shouldn't be 
something that a you know, 12, 13, 14 year old should play, regardless of their assumed maturity. So, right, so uh, your next item mm-hmm. is um, ooh, it's a bit of a. Well, it, you refer to it as the, um, uh, the gamer era. But specifically, you're talking here about sports games and the FPS overload. Oh yes. So explain to us, explain to us about this. So. Right now, obviously, back in the day, back in like uh, the kind of like days of the Mega Drive, even even the Master System, it it's um, it's it wasn't so saturated with sports games. I mean, you had the odd football game. I mean, I remember owning a copy of. Uh, World Cup uh, 1990, I think, uh, Italia 1990 or something like that, on the Mega Drive. And that was a nice little game and whatnot. But then you had this franchise come crashing into the video game market, which was FIFA. And, of course, headed by EA Sports, you know, because it's in the game. And, uh, or at least it was. <laughs> it was. Uh, and they would constantly, year in, year out, come out with another installment of FIFA. And they've been doing that for years on end. I think they've been doing it for over two decades. And uh, um, I remember playing FIFA in 1994. So Yeah, so it's close to two, de- two decades if you count FIFA, uh, FIFA 94 as the first one. Um, now... In hindsight of that, kind of like being re- repetitive and whatnot, see what uh, we had uh, also now, uh, the first person shooter genre, which obviously was helmed by uh, games like Wolfenstein, Doom, and whatnot, and of course it was very small at that start, and then obviously they did have its own kind of like rip-offs and whatnot, but they didn't get that much light. But then we get into the, the uh, like... Uh, I think the sixth generation or seventh generation of consoles, uh, like PS2, Xbox, and whatnot, uh, where it suddenly just exploded, you know, uh, with first-person shooters everywhere. Um, after kind of like the, I think this is success of first-person shooters, or well, uh, kinda was in like a GoldenEye, uh, being that the the first, you know, success successful licensed first-person shooter. And then it just, obviously, from there, you know, you had, like, other franchises that were coming in. And then, out comes the Call of Duty franchise. And, grant, uh, granted, uh, everyone loves that franchise. Everyone, uh, there, there are c- certain people who love that franchise for more than its namesake. But re- recently, in recent years, it has become an absolute travesty to this industry because... No one wants to try anything different other than sports and first-person shooter games. And it's like you could you can throw out a, a unique IP that has a great combat system and a great story and great characters and whatnot. But nope, not a single soul from that group of people who just stick to their sports games and their first-person shooter games and just stick with those straight. And of course. It, it just irks me how um, you know those sports games and first-person shooter games are getting all that kind of like attention, whilst all these other great games are getting very minimal kind of like things. Because that's why games like uh, games that I'm personal favorites of, um, like uh, Jet Set Radio Future, for for example, 
Um, I think that was a really good game. But of course, that was overshadowed by Halo and Halo 2. Um, and then, of course, you know, uh, with that success of that series, obviously, in comes another series, Call of Duty, with Call of Duty and Call of Duty 2, and then the next generation rolled around, and then, boom, just instant first-person shooter extravaganza. Um, now, granted, I do like the Halo f- series, but, you know, to me, I don't, I don't see the Halo series having a for having an entry in the series every year because you know I just don't see it there I mean fair enough they've done remakes and whatnot but I don't pick them up because I know they're remakes you know um, but the core po- core franchises that I'm really putting my finger on is FIFA and Call of Duty because they have released so many titles in such in such a short time span. Um, in this in this current day and age, that's quite ridiculous. Um, you know, I mean, fair enough. It's not as it's not as repetitive as say like the Mario series or whatnot. Uh, I mean, I think uh, the Mario series has had a, oof, like tons of titles in the short span that it had uh, during like uh, the eighties and nineties and whatnot. With with, with including handheld uh, exclusive titles and console exclusive titles, but it's just irks me the most that there are I I there there's this genre there's this genre of uh, or this category of uh, people who specifically only play these two types of games. They're and the term was coined in a an internet. Uh, tele- uh, internet show called Name Tags, which is kind of like a parody on the scrubs and the retail industry. And uh, they classified these people as gramers, where all they did was play sports games and first-person shooters. Um, mainly, the joke was Madden and Halo. Um, and they would talk no- nothing but that, mostly. And they were kind of like the very douche kind of like looking kind of like people and uh, essentially we have that in this generation now we have gramers who who play nothing but and here here in the UK the prominent sport is FIFA football uh, or soccer as uh, uh, most overseas people call it and uh, that's the prominent sport here but of course Call of Duty is still it's a big juggernaut anywhere so that's our Gramer society there, is FIFA FIFA and Call of Duty right now, uh, where they talk nothing but those those two games. Nothing more. And they go... And, of course, they have the odd inclination for, again, GTA, because it's, it you know, it's uh, the biggest game of all time. I mean, obviously, you've seen the re- sales records for that. People just blindly buying it. Um... No, no, I'm, obviously, I'm not saying it's a bad game, but hey, that's just me. Um, but with that boom, it just really hurts the industry too much for people who have such in, you know, envisionary kind of like uh, ideas, and they're getting pushed to the wayside because of people who just ba- and this is the majority of um, you know the market. It's just people just buying FIFA and Hale, uh, FIFA and first-person shooters, uh, or Madden and first-person shooters uh, in other parts of the world. 
Um, it just really irks me that uh, that that explosion has hurt this industry a little bit. Right. So the Gramer. I actually thought you. <laughs> now that you said that, because when you when you wrote that down, I actually thought you just misspelled gamer. No, I didn't. <laughs> no, it's an actual <laughs> was, term. So there was a specific. There was a specific. Right. Hmm. Right. Um, again, I, I I understand and and I agree to to an extent in regard to the. Um, the. Uh, are these the, the creative visions, the truly creative, losing out to the mundane and the repetitive. Um, at the same time, though, I would say that it's pretty much that it's it's whether we like it or not. That is the lifeblood of the industry, and it's that it's those kind of incomes that do allow the the gems that we that we then sometimes get to come out. And that that do get the proper attention. Um, it is a different gaming platform and situation that we have now in terms of the makeup of um, of the average, if you would like to call them that, gamer. And they're all so they're all slightly the 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 age is slightly skewed older, so they've got slightly more slightly different ideas. Uh, and and what they want to do with 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 friends is and how they would like to unwind is is slightly different. Um, I don't think I can put this uh, into real one oh one. And I'm, and I will say that because for several reasons. Okay, number one, it, it is whether we like it or not, that is the lifeblood of of the industry. Those repetitive, those repetitive games. Um, whether or not, and it, it is, it is bad that the likes of the FIFA is essentially nothing more than a slight graphical tweak and a database update. And in some cases, it's not even the graphical update um, with regard to, <laughs> uh, with regard to what was it, the the the, the Wii version or the, the Wii version? Uh, the, FIFA, recent, yeah, recent I, we FIFA? we the Wii version and PSP version is exactly uh, and, the same and They're 3DS changed. version. Yeah, they they changed the number and they changed the database, and that was all they changed. Yeah, um, which was the, which the, the ultimate thing. Um, with regard to first-person shooters, uh, yeah, but and you get back to the thing though that it wouldn't be every year if people didn't buy it. Um, which is the which is the slight, but it's every year because they can get away with it. And if we didn't have the likes of... You mentioned Halo. If we didn't have the likes of Halo, then Xbox wouldn't have got anywhere. And we wouldn't have a 360 now. And my 360 would have disappeared. And I put a lot of time into that 360, John. Okay. <laughs> so, so I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not having my entire gamer score wiped out just because <laughs> you've got an issue with COD. Okay? So... There's that, oh, and plus, you can say something about sports games. I kind of work on a football-related um, <laughs> franchise. Yeah, so if I put that, if I put that in Super Mario One, I would suddenly make myself unemployed. There's no way in hell I can put this in and for the for, for the very simple reason that I don't want to be unemployed and unable to play my game game at home because I'm then unemployed. Um, <laughs> It would destroy everything, and and then we would have some terrifying, terrifying new world order 
which is based around the dominance of the Ouya or something. <laughs> and I, I'm, I, I'm not having this at all. So I'm terribly sorry, John, but you have to take the entire Greymer era home with you. Oh, uh, fair enough. <laughs> that's what they do. They've got to take it home with you. So now uh, you're responsible uh, for this entire era of gaming. I'm, I'm terribly sorry, but there's a new COD due out in a couple of days. Yeah, um, you need to get you need to get busy after this. Oh, uh, uh, I will have to get busy. But the best shows that we've ever had. <laughs> this is great. This is great. For now, though, here's a, a piece of music um, called Puzzle. No, it's not. We're not going to have. We're going to have that. Um, but first, we're going to have Starlight Carnival Act One. Because why the hell not?
and whoops, and we are back, and we should hopefully be somewhat louder now. Loud, <laughs> loud noises. Because we're quiet. Anyway, so um, we were just having a little chat. Even that is not loud. Well, I can't go any louder. There's nothing left. There's nothing to boost this anymore. There is no more. I'm sorry. You cannot have this. Right. I told you raise the EQ. What do you think I've done? Okay, what do you think I've done? There is nothing else. There is no more. It's just it's just <laughs> over and done, okay? I'm not going to start messing about with stuff now. Yeah. Uh, especially as it's probably ooh, if it considered crashing then that's why we're not doing all this yeah <laughs> yeah um, yeah T- tough you're, you're fine anyway. deal with it the, the piece of music that you just heard um wasn't tastes like chicken because that's to do with house of dead overkill I didn't give it, out to. it was it was actually puzzle and that was actually from sonic rush adventure which ties in very nicely because we have a Sonic Rush Adventure related one that Turbo wants to get into Room 101. Mm-hmm. What could possibly... What what thing, what gaming aspect of Sonic Rush Adventure could irk you so much, John, that you, do long, you no longer want it to exist? A simple character from simple Sonic character. Rush Adventure. Is it Blaze? Oh, hell no. I love Blaze. Ah, that's a shame. I'd blaze oh, you got to with Blaze? I'd, I'd blaze already to put in. Oh, damn it! Who put it in? <laughs> I'm joking with you. <laughs> she's fine. She's fine. Oh thank she's, God. She's sitting on a throne somewhere or a rug in front of the fire. Uh, uh, but no, it's not Blaze. Uh, it's obviously a side character ha- that has never appeared in any other Sonic game to this date. Hmm. And it is the worst kind of stereotype ever to put into a Sonic game. I'm talking about Marine the Raccoon. Marine the Raccoon, huh? This character is so god-awful that it's... I mean, where can I start with her? I mean, first of all, she's a kid. Okay, uh, she acts more childish than Cream at times. Um, not only that, she's Australian, or she's supposed to be Australian because she does the whole Australian slang and whatnot and whatnot. And granted, you know, it's 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 just annoying. I I just picture in my head what her voice should be, and um, you know, it's like with the. Uh, Australian accents uh, and all the kind of like terminology that sh- uh, she spews out it it I just know it would be painful to hear in so so many ways um, because obviously in Sonic Rush Adventure she has no voice she has no voice whatsoever um, and she's also obsessed with being a pirate 
Now, I don't know why she wants to be obsessed with a pirate. I, I guess she watched the, the Pirates of the Caribbean too, too many times and she thought Johnny Depp was so awesome that she wanted to become a pirate. But that's another story. But, but she, lives, she, lives on, she lives on the island in a world where there are lots and lots of pirates. So that might be a reason why she wants to be yeah, a pirate. But, yeah, but pirates is never a good thing, really. Hmm. It's like uh, pir- pirates are pirates. You know, they usually... They kind of like uh, you know they they steal from people you know they kill people as well. Mm. You know? Would you steal a car? <laughs> oh wait, that's the wrong type of pirate. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah, um, with <laughs> with um, um, how how she also meets up with Sonic and Tails as well is it, she just becomes the annoying side. She she becomes the third wheel. Essentially, uh, until Blaze comes into the picture, and she's always getting in. She's always getting into getting herself into trouble. She's always um, uh, doing something, uh, dis- you know, disobeying Sonic and Tails's uh, suggestions uh, of you know, not do not do that, do not touch that, and whatnot. Uh, but she's like a, a hyperactive little kid, and I really hate that. But what's even worse is that. Now I'm gonna spoil the game, so spoiler, spoiler alert. Uh, at the end of the game, obviously, you know she ends up for some bizarre reason being able to save the day. And I'm just thinking to myself, how? How can that little walking stereotype, <laughs> you know, take you know just have the opportunity to? Um, distract the final boss and getting supersonic and bla- burning blaze to kill. You know, give the f- finishing blow. I don't get it. It's it's just <laughs> this character just really annoys me. And of course, she just she just has that attitude where she's just she thinks she thinks she's the captain of the. Ca- you know, she thinks she's taking, she's giving the orders to Sonic and Tails, and Sonic and Tails are just standing there like, seriously? Really? We're, we're taking orders from you? No. I, supp- I suppose that, I suppose that it is, it is good enough that they don't exactly hide the fact that they are sort of very disdainful of, of Marine. And it is very much, she is, and she, and she is very much a character who is, who is tolerated by, Pretty much the entire world that she inhabits. Um, she is she is she is young, and it's 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 strange. She she does have this stereotypical Australian slang, and it it was so bad. Of course, as as you well know, it caused they they when they reprinted the game. They made an edit because she was a bit too slang Australian. Yeah, yeah. Of course, she uses the word "bugger" three times in the game. Bugger. Yeah, bugger. Bugger. Yeah. And she uses it three times. Three times in the, in 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 the entire game, mm. which in time in in turn made the game rated here in the UK twelve plus, just mm. because she said that three times. Mm. Yeah. And and it's like and of course when it got reprinted, uh, you know, um, they obviously took the word out or well I, I'm guessing they just deleted the word 
from the entire game. To, they changed it to Blast or something, I think. Maybe? Alright. Well, I don't know. But still, it's... It's obviously... It's because of her, you know, that game was originally a 12. So why did we need her? You say she did nothing good for the game. She did nothing good for the franchise again. You know... I think if we I think if we pulled on the thread of a character introduced by Sonic Team and didn't do anything good for the franchise, pretty much the franchise would fall apart. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> if we pulled on but, if we pulled on that thread, I would yeah. say that part of the reason why she is so exuberant is that she is supposed to be the tales for Blaze. And what you have with... I'm sorry, but she is no Tails. Well, yes. She is no, she is no Tails to Blaze. She's no... Because she's not that smart. She's... She, she is definitely not... She doesn't even know what a frickin' submarine was. Yes, but again, to spoil the game, does she or does she not make her own... Eventually, yes, yeah, yeah. but so she it... has me- so she but, but she has mechanical tendencies. So the point is that she is the the, the young sidekick for Blaze, and in that instant, with Marine, she is the opposite of Tails because with Tails, Tails is very or traditionally been very a very reserved character, kind of shy, kind of in kind of within themselves, whereas Sonic is. All bombasting out there, and hey, look at me! Let's race. I'm Sonic so the Hedgehog. So, that, so that's the exp- explanation there. And then you go have Blaze, and then when you go Blaze, there's the situation is reversed because Blaze is a very introverted, reserved character who is sort of repressed a little bit, perhaps by her her duty and what she sees to be her duty. And then so when you have the opposite version, uh, the opposite side of the coin. Um, for Sonic as Blaze, you have the opposite side for Tails, and you've got this bombastic character of Marine. But she's here's annoying the thing. as hell. Yeah, she is annoying as hell. But here's the thing: she never returns. She's never brought up again. She was pointless. She was pointless in that game. Period. Because directly after after we see Blaze in other moments, we in Sonic Generations. Um. You know, and Sonic Colors on the DS. Well, Nothing. A, yeah, we can't we can't use Sonic Colors on the DS because as a as a as a reason because that game isn't you know, canon and makes no sense. Yeah. And frankly, Generations isn't either. So uh, Blaze even being there in Generations makes no goddamn sense. So um, and you know, I, so I agree that she is annoying. I do not agree that she doesn't have a purpose. Because her purpose is to be annoying. <laughs> okay, because and uh, and I and I refer you to the comics at this point. Because, uh, because that is fucking comics. Because Marine in the Archie series um, is actually very funny, and I I, I, I there is I, I'm sure you. I'll tell you, Shadow disagrees. Yes, there is <laughs> the with most the most glorious. Face. Most glorious sequence with with Shadow and Marine in I think Unisonic <laughs> Universe One, and there is yes. this one this one screen, it. and you know what it is yeah. with Marine suggesting something and then immediately regretting that she did, 
because Shadow just gives her a look, which is, yeah. I am going to explode and brutally murder you. Oh, God. Now, if we would not have that comedy if she didn't exist, we wouldn't, we wouldn't, we wouldn't be in such a we wouldn't be in such a hurry to complete the goddamn game of Sonic Rush Adventure if it didn't exist because we wanted it we didn't we would have wanted it over and done with, um, and yes yeah, she she does distract the final boss but as has been she is distracting and annoying and Craig, you should have it's, it's should not, not explained she just has like a gro- a glowing fist and it's ex- and it's and it's implied that she fired something from her fist and it's like how did she do that is it yeah she doesn't give any explanation whatsoever and that annoys me and I hate it when characters don't give any explanation of why they can do this and why did they do that and all that and I will uh, now I will now come back to the point though in in, which is what you what you raise in that fact that she hasn't come back despite the comics and if the intention was for to create her and for her to be this tales equivalent for blaze she fails <laughs> she fails because she does not come over and is not an endearing character oh damn it's, right she doesn't come over <laughs> she, she she's not an endearing character what what they intended to do with her her character flaws and that she's actually sort of hiding it a bit. Um, sadly, what was meant to convey and and instill within us some degree of sympathy with that character fails completely because she's just that goddamn annoying uh, and obnoxiously stereotypical. Um, she is an obnoxious character. She fails to uh, to really really assist Blaze in any way and so uh, even though it means that we will now never get to see Sonic Universe 1 again <laughs> which 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 you know which for all the collectors out there is really going to screw with their collection John <laughs> you've just you, 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 oh no one cares about Archie anymore <laughs> uh Petridge Farmer man <laughs> <laughs> Um, so apart from the fact that now everybody's going to be missing the first edition of Sonic Universe and they're into it's entirely screwed over yeah, everyone's comic collection including my own so thank you for that uh, I do I do agree with that, that Marine is a significant detraction enough from that game to warrant her going in so yes so so now watch it I'm going to play the sound effect and so I'm, I'm prefacing this the, the volume is about nothing okay <laughs> so I'm just worried. I'm pressing it now right even I can barely hear this so you must be able, your ears must be perfectly safe chat room okay so congratulations there's another one in for you Oh, thank God. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry, Sonic Universe doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> sorry, people. Okay, so you're, you're 2-1 at the moment. 2-1 uh, in 2-1 in, in your favour. So, that's, that's, so you're, doing, you're doing very well. Okay. Let's go and uh, go on to our next one, which is... Well, it's, another, it's a game, actually. It's a game, but or, or it's... Rather, it is... Two thirds of a game. 
Or two um, editions of a game. Yes, two, two, two versions of a game. Perhaps you'd like to explain to everybody yeah, what this um, is. Now, obviously, think back. Think back to, uh, obviously, it's, 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 2000, it's 2008. You, you, you're, you have your next generation console. It hasn't bricked. And now you want to play the, the latest Sonic game on that system. High definition Sonic. Totally redeems everything from so- Sonic 06. And then... Sonic Unleashed comes out. You see the, you see the tri- teaser trailer. It's awesome. It looks so uh, well. It's like, you know, you've seen Sonic flipping a ring. And then it turns into a claw. Ah. Uh, yeah. Um, so, now, specifically... I'm only attacking. Well, I wouldn't say attacking, but I'm I'm only going to be complaining about the 360 PS3 versions of Sonic Unleashed. Now, the now everyone's probably thinking, oh, it's gonna be talking about the Werehog. He's gonna be complaining about the Werehog. But no, aren't you? That, it's only a little, <laughs> <bit>. <laughs> a little bit of what I'm going to be complaining about. The the major thing that I'm really gonna be talking about in uh, for Sonic Unleashed is how I hate Sonic Unleashed and it needs to go and it needs to leave us is the fact that the game has many problems with just the overall kind of like uh, you know challenge to it Um, because there are certain moments where you know you you can't actually you know get through the game quite quite as easy as you thought um, the uh, I'm trying to think. Obviously, Sonic has a level leveling up structure in this game. Mm-hmm. Now, it's okay, but when you do have your max maxed out skills on Sonic, he becomes too bloody fast at times. I'm gonna say, really? I mean, the boost in that is completely annoying. Um, but one thing I really hated. Um, in terms of gameplay, was quick time events. Quick time events used in not only the combat for the Werehog uh, sections of the game, but the the kind of uh, what's his faces um, the ramps in the Sonic games as well. Those didn't need to be there. <laughs> In any sense of the word, because frankly, when I'm going off a ramp, I don't want to be inputting buttons to to not die, because there in in certain cases, if you do not hit a button in, at the right time, if you hit the wrong button, you're gonna die. You're going you you're gonna lose a life because you weren't fast enough of hitting that button fast enough, and it's always a random button. It's never the same. And it's more, and it, it it's more so the case when we get to the final level of Sonic Unleashed on, on 360 and PS3. A level so heinous, so poorly designed, so poorly done that it it doesn't need to be there, and that's. Eggman Land. After all these years, Dr. Eggman gets the opportunity to make his utopia of Eggman Land. 
And what happens? He makes it into a nightmare. And it's barely, barely playable at times. Where there's certain certain ramps where you have to do QTEs. And if you don't do the QTEs, you're going to die. Even on the first ramp you meet in that level, you're going to die if you don't make that right. If you do not get that sequence right first time, you're going to die. And that's it. And but we haven't scratched the surface because there are more to this level than any other level beforehand. And first-time players, including myself, it would take you, on average, between 30, 30 minutes to an hour to beat this level first time. Because there are so much stuff going on, and you're switching between Sonic and the Werehog uh, through sections. And there's certain sections for the Werehog that are completely annoying. Like, uh, there's a section where you have to jump on pipes and whatnot, and you have to precariously jump from one pipe to the other, but you have no drop shadow. So you can't position yourself where you're going to drop. And... And... Um, what was it? Uh, the other things that I'm kind of, kind of not a big fan of. Obviously, we have another sidekick character which is never brought up again in the series ever again in the form of Chip or Light Gaia, as he's officially revealed in uh, later on in the uh, in the game. A completely forgettable character, except for one line that everyone loves to quote, which is, you know, Hey, hey. would you like some chocolate? Which is that? <laughs> hey. Hey, Mr. Monster Guy. <laughs> anyway, moving on. My point... Why don't my you po- like me, Mr. Monster Guy? <laughs> <laughs> but... But even after all that, there's one gameplay mechanic that did not need to be there and was poorly executed. Um... Uh, to the structure of the uh, to the structure of the overall experience of the game, and that is the hot dog missions. The hot dog missions are so broken that I mean, it's it's just like now. Obviously, recently, just now, um, we have uh, what was it? Sonic Un- uh, Sonic Lost World that has a time attack mode in um, the Wii U version, and in that, obviously, it, you can you have to be as you know, fast as possible to get to the end, but you can only do it in one life. Imagine that, but with different stipulations, like having a certain amount of rings and getting to the goal, or having uh, or getting to the goal as fast as you can without losing the life. Oh, and by the way, to enter these uh, enter these missions, you need to have rings. So that means you have to grind for rings to be able to do these missions. And if you keep failing, you're gonna keep sacrificing more rings to keep tried to beat that, you know, uh, mission. And of course, one of the big ones is that of Eggman Land, where there's three hot dog missions for that for that level, and it's all time attack. So, but here's the thing. Trying to get through that level without dying once is a task in its own hand, and I can't bear that. It's... is nearly impossible for me to die or not to die once in that entire level 
without making one mistake. And I can make a lot of mistakes. I would like to have a little leeway, but the game... It, the game doesn't want to have me... It doesn't want to give me any leeway. It wants to be brutal. It wants to be brutally difficult in those aspects of the, uh, of the game. And it really is unfair. Because think of all the kids who got this... Got this version of the game. Oh, somebody, please look at the children. <laughs> and and if I'm angry at this, I'm sure that those kids would probably be just as pissed off as me. <laughs> so, with that said, that's why I think Sonic Unleashed on on the 316 PS3. And I'm only saying these because I haven't played the Wii version, and I don't know if it's any 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 of the same. But for the 360 and PS3 versions. It's just not that great. And really, what I would have loved is for Sonic Team and whatnot to just stick stick it to Nintendo. Just stick stick with Nintendo and just make Sonic Unleashed for the Wii U. Um, or uh, for the Wii, sorry. And, um, and then, of course, obviously, Sonic Colors. Sonic Colors was the predecessor to Sonic Unleashed. And... It pretty much did everything uh, that Sonic Unleashed did, but better. But here's the thing. That's why I'm only saying the 360 version and PS3 versions need to go. The Wii version can stay if it wants to. Because I'm, I'm sure there is a controller standpoint where you can just use a regular GameCube controller for the Wii version. And you don't have to deal with the motion control shite. But in, but in hindsight, they could have just worked on that. Um, or ha- have that still available for the Wii, and we still have Summer Colors, and that would still be fantastic. So, yeah, that's why I'm saying it's only the 360 and PS3 versions I want to go, because it has so many problems, so many issues, that I am absolutely, a- absolutely annoyed at, and it simply just needs to go. Right. Well, okay. Um, so I think more, I think more of a case was made here for the extended missions than, than anything. Um, and, and the hot dog, I agree that the hot dog missions for the most part were very poorly fought out. Um, and, and we all know about Eggman Land being disastrous. Um, I will tell you a story in that I was asked following... Um, I was asked following Sonic Unleashed by Sonic Teams like, what the community feedback was and I put some stuff down you know I, I thought I said you know people kind of liked Wentos Wentos was funny we, 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 yeah we I didn't complain that. about Wentos yeah really we didn't, yeah we didn't yeah we didn't so that, that was fine and people really liked the, the way that the daytime stages went and the, the, the werehog felt really out of place um, and one of the things, one of the things I, I told them was just like Eggman Land. I just went Eggman Land hyphen. Don't do that again. <laughs> that was my official feedback to Sonic Team. <laughs> it's just like never ever make a level that long again. Mm-hmm. Um, so I agree with you that that was so that was too long. The quick time events are too much. However. I do think that that's a mirror 
of where gaming was at the time. But yeah, but really, it didn't really need to be used. I mean, even in the Werehog sec- sections, when you have the ability to do a quick time event on an enemy to do a finishing blow, and whatnot, a la God of War, because many people were comparing it to it, when you failed, the enemy got some health back because of your, because of your mistake. And that's punishing. That's truly punishing. Yeah. Things like, that, the game that's, that's punishes quick, that's you quick time a lot. In general, though... And, I, I, and, I, and what Sonic Team have always done is that they have tried to mirror what's going on in, in gaming in general at any given time. I can only I can only guess that's why we've suddenly got, um, as we saw the other day, there's like a random stealth section in a Sonic game. Um, I, I guess <laughs> I, I can't think of any other reason with this um, this part of. Uh, Sonic Lost World, why we would have that. But yes, keep, failing at quick time events is an incredibly annoying thing. I, I do agree with that, but I do think it is, again, a mirror of what was going on in gaming at the time, which was just like, around that 2007, we, you can't really think of it as 2008, but around that 2006, 2007 time, where it was just like, quick time events in everything. Um, if you could breathe in and out doing a quick time event, um, and there are, and frankly, there are worse quick time events in Sega games. And I would, I would uh, bring to mind something that is actually you were playing the other day, and that's actually Bayonetta. I would say, Bay- I would say Bayonetta has worse quick time events. No. No, 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 no. Because you have it instant- does not have it does not have you pressing like twelve commandments. Of a but of a sequence of buttons just to get over a pit. No, it has one simple command at times. It usually has the simple command of pushing up on the on the directional pad and pressing A, and that's it. But on no. several, on many no. occasions, to get over crawl- a pit, you need to press like eight commandments, all different and random. That doesn't work. Okay, well, I, I still maintain that it's kind of a mirror for the, for the time. Okay, and there are several on Bayonetta which is like, you have a quarter of a second to, oh, you've died. <laughs> yeah, but that's only just a quarter of a second. And then uh, the game instantly, and of course it's a checkpoint system, so it instantly takes you back to that segment again to give you but another but your, but your But your score is screwed from that point on. Yeah, but at that, t- at that point... very much a score-related system for, for Bayonetta. But yeah, but... But of course... Granted, yes, I want to have a better chance of uh, doing that, but that that means I can replay it again whenever I feel like it. But during my playthrough uh, on Turbo Drive Live Let's Plays, I didn't care because I already beat the game. And of course, there's no uh, there's no trophies or, or or achievements linked to certain segments of the game where you have to have a you know. Uh, like the highest score. There are a couple of segments, yes, but in hindsight, it's not the core focus. Score is not the core focus in the game. Uh, it's just getting through the. It's getting through the stages and getting through the levels. You know, in general, you know, you can fuck. You can mess up as many times as you like, but as soon as you get past it, boom, checkpoint. There you go. You know, but that's completely different to Sonic Unleashed. Okay. Well. Ir- irrespective of that, um, irrespective of that, 
Chip being the character that he is, um, you know, he's not come back, but yeah, he's not supposed to. Aye, true. The, the character himself is supposed to then sleep for another however many thousand years or whatever until the until the terrible cycle happens again. So the, that's the good news out of Sonic Unleashed is that this entire situation will not happen again for another five thousand years, and I think that's worth I think that's worth doing it once to make sure that nobody has to deal with it again. Um. <laughs> um so yeah, it isn't is annoying. Um, I I don't know if. Come on, I, I'm, I'm willing to make I'm willing to make a compromise on this with you. <laughs> in the because I don't think we could put the entirety of Sonic Unleashed in. Okay, fair enough. Because the game itself, the game itself is solid. Okay? okay, it is a solid game. The the hot dog missions are not essential to your playthrough. It's essential to my gamer score. <laughs> well, it's just as well you have a 360 still. <laughs> or a PS3 to allow you to have a gamer score. <laughs> so, so, yeah. Can you, okay, here's the compromise. Can you at least put Eggman Land in there? I, will, I tell you what, I will put two things in there for you. I will put the hot dog missions in. Right. And I will, and I will put... Um, the, and I will put Eggman Land in, just because you're in a, a, a Sonic ga- a Sonic game, and why the heck you would specifically have a forty five minute average first time play through? Because I had that the first time, and I was like, it just, yeah. just went on and on yeah. and on, and there was no end. And, and, and the last segment of that was a a, a complete gauntlet with with multiple waves of enemies coming oh, out. Oh yeah, just, just, to, just to run it. So, I will gladly, okay, for you, you, okay, you get to keep, you get to, it's a sort of, yeah, you, so you get to, um, Eggman Land is going, and, all, and so is the Hot Dog Missions, and we are making, we are making through this Sonic Unleashed a better game. <laughs> okay, so so you get so get rid of those. So that's yeah, congratulations. Still those qu- shitty quick time events. Yeah, unfortunately, <laughs> you now have custody of the entirety of quick time events. Okay, <laughs> now this also means that you have cust- you have custody um, of and responsibility for the game that introduced quick time events, which was Shenmue. Yeah. Ladies okay. and gentlemen, please direct all future males requesting a new Shenmue game to uh, TurboXLR on Twitter. <laughs> you also, unfortunately, have to take um, Jarrett Reddick of Bowling for Soup home with you. Uh. I'm sorry. So, we're going to have a music break now. We're going to have one more thing to, to end your show. Uh, but first of all, we're going to have two pieces of music. We're going to have Endless Possibility, the vocal theme from Sonic Unleashed, because that still exists. <laughs> and we're actually going to have some uh, Sonic Rush Adventure, which is Blizzard Peaks, which is the level that you couldn't think of the other day. Yes, because... Uh, <laughs> so the, the snow level from Sonic Yeah, the snow level. So we're going to have, so we're gonna have some um, Nakagawa sound to, uh, to just f- finish that off. So we'll have these, and then we'll have one more thing... One more thing for Turbo. I, I would say it's a, you've got a sort of um, a three and two situation at the moment. Or, or, a, a, or a 
two and three, uh, yeah, two and two, one, two, 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 one loss and one draw, maybe. But, <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> but yes, here's bowling for soup. Yeah. 
And we are back, kids. Right, so we've got one more thing to go through. Uh, nomination for Turbo's Room 101, which we may come back to, because this has been such a fantastic show. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, I make things golden. He makes things golden. I made them like yes, gold. Yes, gold. <laughs> um, she's not go- Actually, I'm surprised you didn't pick Sun and Moon medals as part of the Sonic Unleashed argument. Ah, but- damn it! Uh, see, you might have actually done damn well there. It! I could have seen myself. <laughs> you could have. You could have. See, now you've got all the Sun and Moon medals taken. Damn home, it! <laughs> That's okay. That's okay. Jamie will want some of them, and I'm sure you can <laughs> sell them to. I'm sure you can sell some to him. Um, for I don't know some something merchandise or something, Fra- yeah, or some, uh, some <laughs> fragments of knuckle statue. <laughs> so yeah, that'll, so, that'll be my pastime. Just gluing the, that back. it back together again. <laughs> gluing it back together again for poor John. <laughs> Here it is. Well, actually, that'd be kind of that'd be kind of spooky. We just you just came, it just appeared then on on Jamie's doorstep. This, this put together statue. Like, yeah. Whenever he comes... although, although it's not correct. It's all deformed. Yeah. That's like a horror horror aspect in uh, oh, horror. Oh yeah. So that's the Halloween Sonic yeah. Show Halloween special. Is a zombie knuckle statue comes back from the dead. <laughs> Jamie, are you doing this? <laughs> Jamie? Actually, I'm sure he's talking to John right now. Anyway, it was um, So anyway, the next one is actually achievements and trophies. Yeah. Now, of course, this kind of like, you know, nullifies what I was talking about with the, you know, uh, hot dog missions and how there's achievements linked to it. But in general, um, the the ex- the video game experience uh, has been a little bit tainted with uh, achievements and trophies ever since 360 360 came around and obviously uh, Xbox introduced these achievements for games. Uh, for for their games, where um, it's it's like mini rewards and such like that, mm-hmm. yeah, it gives it, it gives it, it gives it kind of like a an extra um, kind of like a notion to actually completing a game. If you complete that game's achievements list, it means that you kind of like completed the game, you know, in some some cases. Mm. But in hindsight it does make some games quite the chore because there are some games that have achievements that really you know like drag the game down a bit a couple of games that i could uh, recall recall on the top of my head uh are like uh, blue dragon where uh some of the achievements is leveling up your characters to level 99 without uh, uh with uh the occasion where you can't use a specific item to get to level 99. Um, like, if you were at 98 and you you use a leveling up item without grinding for experience points to 99, you don't get that achievement, which is kind of dickish. And um, uh, other games like uh, uh, Crackdown. Crackdown's a bad thing, because in that game, there's collectibles all over the place. Uh, you've got collectibles in the way of uh, uh, stunt rings in the air, so you have to get a car and go through the ring, go through the ring, and they're invisible. They're invisible unless you have a car, so you don't know where exactly they are at times. Um, there's also uh, these kind of like orbs hidden, scattered throughout the game as well. Uh, you've got agility orbs and random orbs, 
uh, scattered all the all the through the game, and there's like 500 agility orbs and 300 hidden orbs. So that's 700 orbs hidden throughout that entire this entire sandbox uh, game, and there there's like you know only a couple of achievements linked to these uh, to these orbs, which are only like worth what 50 or 20 gamer score, and that could really drag a game down because. Uh, as much as you do get a little bit of a reward for doing, um, uh, you know, for doing these, uh, getting these orbs and stuff like that, because they help your abilities and stuff like that. In hindsight, for achievements and whatnot, they can be quite the task. I mean, certain games have that where you know it's a massive collectathon, and you know it it doesn't become fun after a while. And what um, you do, Assassin's Creed, Assassin's Creed Two. Feathers. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Feathers. That's a great example as well. Uh, and banners. Um, yeah. it, uh, Jamie, uh, Jamie, Jay, uh, Blake Draco, um, who the Radio Relax fans will remember, of course, um, who is now busy out in Uruguay with Ram. He's getting rid of air. Doing whatever Sorry. it is he's doing, which is probably <laughs> playing a game. Um, yeah, he, he actually... Studiously went through and got all of those, and I was like, "Wow, you, you actually maxed out the game on that." I was like, "Wow, you really had nothing to do <laughs> in, yeah. in your life for that period of time." Yeah, um, but what also spawned this kind of like generation of gaming with achievements came the PS3 trophies, and this was like Sony's knockoff off uh, that achievement system where you can say you're rewarded trophies for your you know experience and whatnot and that kind of and then it just snowballed afterwards then you had then you had steam achievements and then you had world of warcraft achievements and stuff like that and then you had like uh 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 what was it in super smash brothers brawl they had like the challenge system which was almost like achievements like if you do a specific thing in the game or you earn, you know, you get to a certain point or whatever, or you clear this on a certain difficulty, you get rewarded with uh, either uh, statue trophies uh, for the gallery and whatnot, or uh, new modes, or new characters, or whatever, and um, uh, it's, it, it just snowballed uh, into that, like, a game needs to have an achieve. it needs to have an achievement system to be entertaining, but in hindsight, really, no. That's not the point. It's like achievements are not there to to make it engaging and more reward, like rewarding. The gameplay is the more most important thing for the uh, for most of these games. And I can I can enjoy certain these games. That's why I like Wii games a lot because Wii games doesn't have that factor of like the majority of Wii games, like uh, New uh, No More Heroes, House of the Dead, Overkill, uh, Mad World. Uh, all those kind of like games that don't have achievements tied down to them, and they're better games for it um, because you you don't ha- you're not forcefully actively trying to do this that and the next thing like you know in Mad World try to kill you know five guys with a barrel a chainsaw a bat a, a bat sickles and and a rose bush you At know the in, the space, in, in the space of thirty <laughs> seconds and whatnot and um, and boom, you get an achievement for it. No, 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 no. Uh, the Wii games don't do that. Uh, and I, I, and and so obviously those games have 
really great gameplay that are not tied to these achievements. Whilst games on the 360, there are some really good games, but sometimes they're tied down by some of the most inane, ridiculous achievements that could take ages to do, especially especially games that have multiplayer and have multiplayer achievements. I hate that. I really hate multiplayer achievements in games. Um, I mean, one game I can definitely commend that was a really subpar game to a lot of people, or like like a terrible game to a lot of people, but it was, but it was on average for me, was Duke Nukem Forever. Now, in Duke Nukem Forever, it had multiplayer, but it said, but it said to himself, you know what? We can't be bothered to make multiplayer achievements, so we'll make a completely different section for the multiplayer, where if you rank up in multiplayer, you'll get these rewards in this, you know, uh, uh, kind of like a pad of yours. Your own pad, so you can unlock stuff there. Random shit, but never mind. Um, But in the single player, you can have all the achievements you want. You know, and no achievement on the 360 or no trophy on the PS3 will tie to the multiplayer. And I like games like that, but it's still the fact that there are some... It's still... Achievements, in general, can be ridiculous when being done up. Especially, like, racing games like Forza, where you have to do, like, seven years worth of driving or whatever in-game or something like that. And that could take forever. So... That that's just my opinion on like uh, achievements and trophies. Now I'm gonna I'm gonna think that you're gonna have a decent way of <laughs> right. Gonna... Well, there's 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 a few there's a few. Uh, I mean, you you make some very good arguments in that um, there are a lot of games out there, and multi and you're right. Multiplayer achievements are freaking annoying because you know, there comes a point in time where you cannot get those anymore. You are also right that achievements do not make the game, and I could, for for the sake of our, our Sega audience, um, I would actually like to bring up a PS3 game, because not all, not all PS3 titles have trophies, of course, and one of those games that was asked to be patched, people asked to patch it for. For ages was Valkyria Chronicles. That does not have trophies. The that it doesn't have trophies does not make it any more spectacular a game than it is. It does not make it. If people seem to react that if it had trophies, that would somehow put it over the top and make it more popular. You do not buy a game for the achievements. You buy a game for the content. And and what that game what that game represents, and obviously the entertainment value it provides. Um, achievements are just sort of a checklist of stuff down the way that you can or can or you can or ch- choose or choose not to do. Now, I think perhaps the bigger issue is more that. Not so much achievements and trophies, but achievements and trophies which are put into the game, which do not enhance the, the game. They are there for, for being there's sake. And it's those trophies and achievements that are, you know, just a, a severe lack of imagination, frankly, from, uh, from the actual uh, people that, uh, that organise 
um, that organise and do these uh, games, it's their fault that they aren't as correctly uh, introduced and uh, engaged as part of the game. And they should be. There is a slight issue if I were to award this to you. Mm. Because if I removed... A ch- what would you be happy if I put achievements and trophies into Room One Hundred and One? Yes. You that well that means you'd have achieved something, <laughs> and I can't possibly. If I were to put in achievements and trophies into Room into Room One Hundred and One, you would then have achieved something, and then the entire co- there'd be this horrendous paradox, and the world would end. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> so I don't honestly think that I can, in all good conscience, uh... put this in there. Um, so you fail, but at the same time, at least we don't have the end of the world that is your fault. <laughs> and in and in, actu- in actually and in not getting this in, you get to take achievements and trophies home with you. Thus, your gamer score goes up. Hey. So you gain yeah, my trophies in, really by, not, by well. not getting achievements in. You gain achievements. <laughs> so, it, so I I think that, that that's a that's a good place to a good place to to, to it. was a it. win-win situation. <laughs> it, it, yeah, it's a, you, yeah, it's a, it's a win-win situation. And as you mentioned before, it kind of negated your previous it kind of negated your previous argument. Yeah, with regarding with that's that's an, that's, an, that's another reason. But I I think. They are. They can certainly be in games. They do not necessarily mean to be. Um, I do not necessarily need to um, be a part of the game in order for you to enjoy a game. Um, but those are those games that do have achievements. The it's if it doesn't um, enhance the game, it is the fault of the publishers and the developers for not making it so. And not being creative enough in their items, and there are some there are there are some even worse games out there. I mean, um, uh, Universe Sandbox. I know it's a simulator, but that has achievements for for again a year's solid computations. Solid. It's, a, <laughs> it's actually computing. There is no physical way anyone could potentially get this achievement without. Um, they'd have had to been playing from the game the time the game came out and it would take a, really more of this about three years of this this thing just constantly working there's no way on earth that, that they would actually be able to do that so uh, so that, that wasn't that isn't um, and the actual person that developed that admitted yeah perhaps it wasn't the best idea to do that because it's achievements in there for achievement's sake and because because lol steam and and it it actually detracted from the educational aspect as well so it actually harmed the game uh the harm the game harm the harm the simulator so yeah so you so you get to take achievements home with you and trophies which is nice because now you've got although you'll have to now buy some kind of cabinets in order to actually display these (laughs) yeah but at least you'll be able to say by losing i am a winner (laughs) <laughs> which is pretty damn which is a pretty damn good way of uh, of ending i think yeah um, you do have you have had the majority of wins i, I think you've had you've had more stuff in and uh, even and even one of the ones that you didn't get in was you was a part win yeah so so yeah i think you've done very well turbo thank you very much for coming on to the show thank you 
uh, are making this one of the best shows we've ever had. I am absolutely positive about that. We have we started off the show some very long time ago now. It seems almost two hours um, with some Saints Row, and we're going to end with some Saints Row Four as well. We're going to bring back Pierce and the Boss. And they're going to give us a rendition of Just a Friend, although somebody just happens to interrupt it. I've been Archangel UK. He's been Turbo. Thank you. This has been Radio Reacts. I will see you next week with, with more crazy. Goodness knows what we're going to do next week to top this. Tune in to find out. Bye for now. I'm out of trucks. All right, let's get going. Back in the car? No, he's hard behind the wheel. Good. Then we can listen to some more music on the way? By all means. Ah! We drink beer and beer and beer, beer, beer. No, I don't. I only have a friend. Come on, y'all. Sing it with me. I know you know the hook. Come on. Come on, boss. Come on. Come on. Come on. You. You got what I need. But <laughs> you say he's just a friend. And you say he's just a friend. Oh, baby, you. Come on, man. You got what I need. Yeah. But you say he's just a friend. But you say he's just a friend Oh, oh baby, baby you, you got what I need Who is that in the watch? And you How say is he's just a friend Shut up, shut the fuck up You, you got what I need And you say he's just a friend And you say he's just a friend Hell no She ruined Bismarcky Man, I can't wait to kill that bitch